You are listening to the Ingenious Podcast, where God's word is shared to build undisputed champions and mighty redeemers. This message is brought to you by the Ingenious Network. Enjoy the message. Thank you, Father. We give you glory for tonight. We ask that as we take off, be with us, lead us in the way everlasting. Amen. All right, so tonight we are dealing with doubts and anything that will oppose the manifestation of the promise of God in our lives. It is of utmost importance. Can, can, can we stop the music for now? So it's of utmost importance that as we pray, we come to a place, we are dealing with such as I have. And the very concept of such as I have requires that as believers, we work with a certain certainty about our lives that we work with a certain assurance and a certain persuasion concerning our lives. But we are living in that moment where many Christians are not working with assurances. They are not working with convictions. They are not working with persuasions. So at the end of the day, you realize that even though we are believers, we speak like the man that came to Jesus and said, Lord, I believe, but help my own belief. There is a lot of unbelief in many things. Are angels real? How many of us can truly testify to the reality of angels? If you're a Christian and you say that angels are real, and the next question is, have you seen an angel before? And you've been a Christian for more than five years, and your answer is no, there is something wrong with you. You see, we, we, we have built a Christian, Christianity around caricatures, the things we have. Uh, we've made Christianity about breakthroughs, about cars, about mansions, about travel opportunities. But Christ did not save us only onto these things. Yes, these things are part. In fact, it is said that if you leave your mother, if you leave your father, if you leave all the things that are, you can naturally be attached to and you give everything unto God, the Bible says that in this lifetime, you, you will receive a hundred times more. But you see, true Christianity is not about the cast. It's not about the breakthrough. It is about God living in men and men manifesting the God that lives in them. So when we look at our anchor text from Acts chapter 3, we realize that Peter, after Jesus taking him through various lessons, came to that conclusion that it is not about anything. It is about Christ in us and our ability to manifest the Christ that is in us. When we have become Christians that doubt God, when, when somebody is sick and you say that I'm praying for you and 
uh, and we are praying for your healing. The, the next thing the person will say, after you have said that, we are come to pray for you and you will be healed in Jesus' name. He said that, uh, God does everything in his time. Are you, are, are you, uh, is our prayer even going to work when you are taking that stance? So tonight, I want to share this word with you in the next 10 minutes. And I pray that this word will bless your heart. I've been meditating about the things that produces doubts in our Christianity. For instance, yesterday we prayed that God would touch us and cause something substantial, something tangible to come upon us. How many of us really believe that something tangible, something substantial came upon us? Do we even know what came upon us? If we have really received something from God from our prayer yesterday, can we live our lives since yesterday according to what we prayed for? So there are doubts. And whilst I prayed, one of the things that the Holy Spirit was bringing to my heart strongly was that for especially us as the youth, there are, there are three things that we have to deal with. These are three things that produces doubt in our lives. The first one is doubt resulting out of inexperience. You don't know how to be a pastor. You don't have the experience of the old pastors. So inexperience, um, you've probably never heard the voice of God before. And so um, you, you don't even know what it feels like for God to talk to you. You don't know the voice of God and how you hear the voice of God in your life. The other thing is that... Um, it's not only about that, but in, in, in a world where things are meritorious or we do things according to merit, you probably never received an award as the best student of your kindergarten, the best student of your primary school, the best student of your DHS, the best student of your SHS, let alone let's talk about the university. You don't have any awards in your life. When, when we... we Talk about um, achievements. You have no achievements. And so you realize that there is a lot of inexperience on your path. And, you know, we also have a saying in our dialect that what an old man can see sitting down, a young man even standing up upon towers cannot see what the old man can see. So it means that there and there alone, tradition, culture, Social expectations has made it in such a way that as a young person, you would doubt the influence and the power of God in your life. The second thing that produces doubt in our life is not only inexperience, but the other one also is we, we doubt it because of our age. You are too young. 
if God gives you a word for the president, would you feel qualified not to approach the president to give the word? If God gives you a word for your pastor, would you feel qualified enough to approach your pastor and see that that's, this is the word of the Lord he has sent me to give you? So our age also produces our age also produces doubt. And because of that, uh, many of us are not confident about the word of God in our lives. And the last thing is the spirit that whispered doubt. The Bible says that the word of God is like a seed that is spread across across a field. And the Bible says that there, there is an aspect of that word where the seed falls on what we call a stony ground. And when Jesus is interpreting what that parable means, he sees that these are the people who hear the word and the word is unfruitful. Then there are those who the seed falls on the good soil, but the soil is, 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 the soul has, let me put it, the soul has thorns and thistles in it. So as the seed is planting, is germinating. Because the Bible says that the root is also not deep. It, it chokes the word out of them. And the Bible says that these are the ones that the enemy comes to steal the word away from. So there are spirits that steal our convictions, that steal our doubts. So these are the three principal things that produces doubt in our lives as believers. Now, what I'm trying to do here tonight is to let you know that you are called by God, you are anointed by God. You should be confident about your anointing. The Apostle Paul told his son Timothy, don't let anybody despise you. Don't let anybody despise you. Don't let anybody despise you. That is when we read 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12, he says that don't let anybody look down on you because you are young. Do you know that when Daniel and his friends were in a, in, a, in a corner, when the king of Babylon said that, I am going to kill all the wise men of Babylon, these people were youth. When you read Daniel chapter 1, he says that go among the exiles, the people of Judah, go to the house of the royals and bring me young men who are full of wisdom, who are comely, that can work in the king's house. So he was a youth. And the king says, I'm going to kill all the wise men. And Daniel is confident to say that, go and tell the king, Ariat, that he should give us three days. In three days, I'll come and tell him the dream and tell him the interpretation thereof. But when we read Daniel chapter 1, this is in Daniel chapter 2. When we read Daniel chapter 1, the Bible says that for Daniel and his friends, God gave them the spirit of wisdom and understanding. But for Daniel, he had an additional gift, the ability to interpret riddles, puzzles, dreams, and visions. So Daniel knew that he had received something from God. And despite his age, 
when the old men in Babylon could not fight for their lives and produce the result that came, he put his life on, on online and said that I can produce the results that he needs. Jeremiah is a young man, hears the voice of the Lord, and God tells him that go and tell the people of Judah that this is what I am coming to do. I am coming to take them to Babylon. I am coming to destroy their city. I am going to destroy their kings. I mean, he says that I am but a youth. I cannot say these things. And God tells him, don't say you are a youth. You see, you see this in Jeremiah chapter 1. So there are countless examples in the Bible that tells us that when God calls us, he endows us with something. But one of the things, uh, one of, I want us to read these particular scriptures. Then we will pray Matthew chapter 21, verses 21 to 22. Matthew chapter 21, verses 21 to 22. Uh, I want you, I, I, I want somebody to type the word diakreno. Maybe you don't know how to spell it. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put it there, and I, and I want you to keep this word in your heart, diacrine. Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto thee, if you have faith and doubt not, you shall do to this which is done to the fig tree. But if you also say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. It shall be done. All things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. Somebody should type the word diacrino. 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 Somebody type the word diacrino. Now, this is a word that has remained in my heart for the past two years. Now, if I'm reading another version of Matthew 21, 21, it says that if you will not doubt and if you will have faith, you will do the miracle that was done to the fig tree. You will do the miracle that is done to the fig tree. And diacrino, diacrino is that word that you see if you doubt not if you doubt not now there are various meanings of diacrino but i'm going to stick to just one meaning for the purposes of this word now let's open our bibles also to mark chapter 11 verse 23 mark chapter 11 is the state is the same story but the details are a bit different it says that when you read 23 to 25, 23, let 23 to 24, it says that, Verily I say unto you that whatsoever you shall say unto this mount, no, let's start from verse 22. It says that, and Jesus answering them said, Have faith in God, have faith in God. Verily I say unto you that whatsoever you say to this mountain, be that removed and be cast into the sea. If you will not doubt in your heart, but shall believe that those things which you have said shall come to pass. You shall have whatsoever you say. You shall have whatsoever you desire. Uh, so the other verse is that you shall have whatsoever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive it, and you shall have it. Diaphragm. 
diaphragm. Acts chapter 15, verse 9. Acts chapter 15, verse 9. When we start praying, we are praying. It will be non-stop. Acts chapter 15, verse 9. Let's start from verse 8 and 9. Let's do verse 8 and 9. It says that, And God, which knows the heart, bears them witness, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as he did unto us, and put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Purifying their hearts by faith. Purifying their hearts by faith. And the word no difference is the word diacrino. 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 First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. It says that for whoever makes thee to differ from another, and who has thou that thou didst not, what does that what do you have that you have not received? Now, if you did not receive it, why do you give? Why do you glory if you have not received it? For who separates you from the others? Who makes you superior and sets you apart from another? Giving you the preeminence, what have you that was not given to you? If you are, if then you received it, why do you boast? So you realize that no difference and um, the word the reason why i'm asking you to say diacrino is because this is the story behind diacrino jesus curses a fig tree and the bible says that instantly the fig tree began begins to die jesus curses the fig tree and instantly the fig tree begins to die and they go on a journey and come back the next day they realize that the entire tree is completely dead to its roots. And they are marveling. Jesus says that if you will die a crane, if you will not doubt, that is to say that if you will see that the miracles I have done, you see, he says that if you will not doubt, you will do the miracle of the fig tree. Then he adds another point then you will say to this mountain be removed from your place and be cast into the sea and it will be so what jesus is saying is that if you see the miracle i have performed and you will not see it's different from telling the mountain to be removed from its place and being cast into the sea you will have the same result it is like saying that if you have been able to pray for someone who has headache and that headache is healed and you meet somebody who is crippled if you see that the miracle you are going to pray for the person to walk is not different from the miracle you prayed for the person with headache to be healed that result you will have it so if you pray to god for financial breakthrough and miraculously god brought you finances to meet your needs then the next day that you meet somebody who is demon possessed in that same way that god answered your prayer you should not see it different from that prayer so if our faith will be constant if our faith will be anchored on the results that we have 
he must stick to one and believe that God is the same, the God that opened the Red Sea. The same way he told the Red Sea to open. It's the same way that when Moses prayed for darkness to cover Israel, it is, it is not different from he doing that. The power he used to, to, to open the eyes of the blind is not a different power from the power he used to raise the person who has died. It is the same power. So whatsoever I pray, if I believe, I will have it. Whatsoever I desire, if I pray, and I know that the last prayer I prayed, it was answered. In the same way my prayer was answered, it is the same way that this current prayer I am praying is answered. It will not be answered tomorrow. It will be answered today because my prayer, just as the fig tree died today, it is the same way that my answer is, my prayer is answered today. We are about to pray. Can I get some background? You might be five years, you might be 10 years, you might be 15 years, you might be 20 years, you might be 30 years, you might, whatever age you are, the anointing that God put in you is not different from the anointing he put in Elijah, in Elisha. The anointing that he put on Jesus is not different from the anointing he has put on you. In fact, Jesus himself said that we will do more than he did. If only you will believe it. And that is why in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, he's telling us that the Holy Ghost that we received, it is not different. When we read Acts chapter 15, verse 9, it is telling us that the Holy Ghost that we received, it is it is not different. He said that and God. And God, who knows the hearts, bears us witness, giving us the Holy Ghost, even as he did unto them. And he put no difference between us and them. If they prayed for the sick, we can pray for the sick. If they prayed for the blind, we can pray for the blind. If they raise the dead, we can raise the dead. But the question is, do you believe? This evening we are going to pray, but do you believe that everything you pray about today, it is answered because he says that when, when the, the, right, the prayer of the righteous availeth much, do you believe that your prayer will avail much? This evening we are praying, we are telling God, anything that causes me to doubt your word, God bless you for listening. Maranatha, the Lord comes.